With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another week of Playing Out from the Back podcast. It's episode 11. It's a bit of an international special. Um, and I'm joined by Mo Spencer, the usual honcho of the, of the podcast. <laughs> Man with many opinions that everyone seems to enjoy. Not because they agree necessarily, but they enjoy. <laughs> um, so outlandish. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're on your own. You're your own man. I like it. I like that you, you're your own guy. Um, but I think, I, I mean, I'd be amazed if we have two sort of dissimilar um, opinions of what's going on at the moment in the international world. Um, and I'd like to kick off with that before we do sort of get back into the excitement of the Premier League. Um, Southgate, Mr. Gareth Southgate, the waistcoat wearing. Gareth Southgate. Now, he's a defender by trade, and some people will say a, a very good defense will be a decent offense and win you the game, right? That's what that's what people have always tried to say. But with all of the players we've got, Mo, right now, this talent that we've got, do you ever see Southgate setting up a side that's not defensive minded? Um, yeah, see, I mean, the thing is, um, with this, with this one is I think that Southgate is trying to play a certain way and the way he wants to play, you can't play defensive players. Um, he wants, he wants to like try and dominate the ball, which I agree with. I, I like that he's moving towards this because for years and years, England teams have been crying out for a team that dominates the ball and that's better on international on the international stage. But when he's playing two holding midfielders, it it just it just simply doesn't work. So I feel like he needs to try and make a decision with this. When he, uh, yesterday against um, Iceland, 
where he played Mount in the middle. Mount's a little bit more aggressive. He's a little bit forward thinking. The system all of a sudden looks so much more more decent, more attacking, much mm. more better because mm-hmm. they've got that guy that links the midfield to the striker. Yeah, so so yeah. so that so it makes the whole thing. Now we're looking at it and saying, "Wow, this is actually an attacking formation." But when he's got, he's the, more of a number eight. He's yeah, a number eight. Exactly, exactly. So it makes the whole thing just look. It, it just links it all together, and we was we managed to keep them back. And I know people are saying, "Oh, it's only Iceland," but a lot of teams would have struggled with cut with some of the passages of play and the domination of the ball that we had yesterday. I think if he's going to go, if he's going to make that decision to go um, with the two holding midfielders, he has to go with a full out uh, sort of pace in attack. So he has to go with Sterling. He has to go with uh, Rashford and he has to sort of play a counter-attacking game in them scenarios. So when he's playing the big teams, maybe the France, um, the Brazils, the Italys, you know, the, the bigger nations or the nations that, Maybe we ain't quite on their level yet. He can, he well, I, I think he he needs to change his way of playing the game in those games. And if he's going to play the two holding midfielders to keep it tight, we need to play on the counter attack. But against teams like Iceland and the teams that are less inferior to us, he has to he has to get that extra attacking sort of minded player on the pitch so we can dominate and really sort of put them to the sword like yesterday. Mm. So I mean, I mean. Yeah. Some of the some of the some of the play. I mean, Foden obviously was excellent um, in the game yesterday. Um, throughout the pretty much the whole of the second half, he was a standout player. But I mean, I was watching in the first half, and some of the play between um, Saka, Grealish, and Mount was just unbelievable. Like it, it looked like club football. You, you know what? You, you know when you come from you come from a sort of a it's generational. Sometimes I think that you have that understanding mm. of how the, how you know their generation of the game plays. I said, oh, "My God, I sound old when I say that." <laughs> um, but ge- generally, I think I think there is, and I've got to say, even t- at times, I'm not saying Kane was getting frustrated. You know, he's trying to make those runs, but these boys were on a different wavelength at times. And I was just watching it. I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah, and this is where you know, listen, Kane's Kane's going to get fed now. You know. So much more, I think, with with those sort of players around him, that he might have to make some like uh, adapt in little ways, but he will be fed so much more by by that. And um, you know, such a young side, Grealish, my God, the guy looked like he'd been playing in the England shirt for years and playing on international level for years. This, you know, every time I see him in that England shirt, he's so impressive. Like what he does commits so many defenders mm. that frees up that space and he's so clever and he, when he needs to that temper I think the commentator said this to be fair and he was, he was spot on when the game was a bit you know the game was 2-0 the guy had been sent off and the game could have easily just gone back to the usual you know England international football where it's you know sideways backwards bit dire, a bit dire he just kept that tempo going Yeah, he kept that tempo going he allowed them to go on I think a little bit and encourage the rest of the players to like, no, let's keep going. Yeah. You know, let's let people know. Let's let's go. Let's, and, let's go and Foden as well. I mean, he picked it up. Second half. Yeah. Second half, not a lot was on his side. But um but um sorry, first half, not a lot was going down his side. 
Um, it was mainly down the left hand side, but second half, him and him and Grealish really brought the the, the smoke. You know what I mean? They really, they yeah. were really, really up for it. But it was just good. It was actually good to sit there and look at how many how many good uh, players England have that can hold the ball in the final third. Mm. We've never had this this level, this amount of technical final third players: Grealish, Foden, Rashford, Saka, um, mm. Mount, like. They're so comfortable in the final third, um, holding on to the ball, little dribbles, beating a man, working it between each other, um, interchanging of moves. It, it was, it was it really was, good. It was, it was, and you know. But listen, I know it, is, it was very good to watch. I'm not taking, I'm not trying to put a down on it. The fact that we were able to play a side where Harry Maguire, I don't think, crossed the halfway line, <laughs> the other way round. He was sacked. In their half, the majority. I was looking around, going, "How is Maguire this far up the pitch?" Yeah, it was. It was crazy. They, they, but, um, they did that. They did the. That's the Sheffield United overload, isn't it? Where the centre back, yeah. the centre of the three, joined in, and it was just. It was causing. It was causing a lot of problems. It was causing a lot of problems. It, it was, and I, it was, and do you know what? It was. It was good. To, it was good to see. But I'm going to put this big but. <laughs> we were two 0 up, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself. We got some. We got some good players there on the on the bench now. Now's a good time. You know, I'm looking. At, I was looking at Sancho. I think I was thinking like obviously my boy Dominic Calvert Lewin, the rest of the lads that were on there. Even uh, uh, Tammy Abraham's and that. Obviously, you do eventually come on. Our first substitutions. Bearing in mind, I just said to you, the ball would hardly even cross the halfway line. We brought on Tyrone Mings and Harry Winks. Harry Winks is. Bogus. Let me. Every time he picks up the ball, he does this feint. Every time, honestly, watch him. He does a feint as if he's going to play the ball forward. Then, guess what he does? He passes it sideways. Every time. He was on the edge of the box. I think he was about 20 yards out, right? I'm thinking he's about to shoot or lay that, lay that intricate pass. No, nope. does the feint, passes sideways. I'm like, you are unbelievable. You should not be playing international level. I'm not saying Harry Winks is an awful player. Look, he's a professional football player playing in the Premier League for Tottenham. There's obviously there's there's something there, but to be playing for England at the at the top level, international level, hell no, get out. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. We're two up against Iceland as well. If you, you said if we are going to go defensive, you know we're under the cost. We're protecting one nil. Then put all the sideways passing merchants on there as much as you like. I don't care. Why are you bringing him on? What a waste! <laughs> we, what a waste we, of a substitution. You know what? What I will say on that. What I will say on that is that um, I did. I did see Gareth Southgate talking about making sure. Um, um, all the players played a certain amount of minutes or didn't go over a certain amount of minutes or whatever. Um, that's the o- that's my only defence of him. He might have been trying to work it so... Um, he went so, over his so... limit. He went over his time period. He went over it by a minute. He shouldn't have even had any. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but what I will say to, uh, is this. That was a... It ended 4-0. Um, and I messaged you. I messaged you early on. I said they look in the mm. mood here. We look so good going forward. I said this is five or six or seven. And I just feel like he had the opportunity there to to put on a couple of them players, uh, Sancho, um, and just get really aggressive and nasty. Do you know what I mean? Like as in like we could have like proper gone at Iceland, especially down to ten men. Do you know what I mean? 
So yeah. So when I, I can see what you mean, that it was just quite disappointing to see uh, Mings, who all who although I think um, is a is a big candidate for a starter, and I'll tell you reasons why later. But um, although it was a bit disappointing to see him change a centre back and 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 um, a, a holding midfielder sort of get put on and go back to the old sort of way. Um, I do think that I do think that there was, you know, there was a lot of positives in it. So, uh, you know, I'll let Gareth, I'll let Gareth off this time with that. But I did want them to go. I did want them to go for the juggler. I must say, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yesterday. So, so, so on that, um, yeah. Whilst we're we're on Gareth and obviously England, um, I'd like to hear what your best or best starting eleven. If everyone's fit right now, what England's eleven are now. I'm going to give uh, give you Aaron's, so you've got maybe some in- inspiration, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> um, it looks like he's playing a 3-4-3 because he's playing Walker, Cody and Maguire. And then he's playing Trent. As a, mid- as a midfield forward, he's playing Trent on the right, Rice and Frozen in the middle, Chilwell on the left. And then he's starting with Sterling on the right, came through the middle, Grealish on the left. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, my team pretty similar to that. I did just do a draft one before. Um, obviously, Pickford in goal. Just um, although I thought, you know, they they say distributions like immaculate, but I mean, I was watching, I was watching him, and I didn't think it was it was that good. But I mean, mm-hmm. he's a goalie, but but yeah, the, the the way that they go on is like he's a million times better than Pope. But I mean, I didn't see him do anything, anything outrageous, you know what I mean? With his feet when he was playing, but yeah, I mean, Pickford just at the moment, um, I'll go Walker yeah. as well. I'd go Cody um, in the middle of the three and I'd go Mings left side centre back. Mm-hmm. Mings and Maguire's tight, but I'll go Mings. Um, reason why I'll go Mings is I think we're playing three at the back. Um, and wanting to dominate the ball like we do, you've got to have some pace in the back line. Um, yeah, and, down the sides. And I saw Mings against Lukaku, and he was able to deal with him. And that's the sort of caliber of um, of striker you're going to have to deal with on the international stage. He's left footed; mm. he can pass, um, and he can join in. He can he can get up and join the play a little bit. So I, I'd go Mings at the moment. Aston Villa's defensive record so far this season's pretty immaculate you know they've had a couple of bad results but they're up there in the table um so I'll go Mings in there um I think he's had a good start to the season um Trent uh right wing back um but closely followed by Reese James I think Reese James is going to be pushing him very hard at the end of this season yeah. um because I think Reese James is going to get a lot of footwork at Chelsea and if Chelsea is successful then he's put his name in the hat for that starting right back position, in my opinion. Um, in the middle, I'd go Rice. I was really impressed with um, with his covering of the ground and you know ability to intercept and break up play. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I do really like it, him. You know, I've, I haven't been one of his biggest fans, but what I will say is against Belgium and against Iceland, he was really up for it. He was really up for it. You know what I mean? He he was getting around the pitch. He was making his tackles, making his fouls, wins his head as he's a good good player. Um next to him I'll go Mount. I think Mount's I think Mount is a little bit underrated. 
because I think this season he's probably been Chelsea's best player. He plays every game. Um, he he does. He's all right defensively, and he's also got the ability to not only hold the ball up high. I mean, get his feet, take on a man, and get out wide or whatever he might need to do. But he goes beyond Kane, and I think that helps Kane mm. a little bit as well because. Kane can then drop into little areas knowing that, you know, he can vacate his area and someone's going in there. Do you know what I mean? And that's a big, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a big thing for a, for a team that wants to sort of interchange positions. Yeah. Um, Ch- yeah. Chilwell, number one uh, left wing back. But what I will say is that Saka has to go. If he's going to play three at the back, Saka has to go. With the ability to play left wing back and also tuck in and also hold the ball in the middle of the pitch, beat a man. All of them things, with the ability to do those, I just think he has to go. Um, yeah. And up front, I'll go Sterling, Kane, and yeah, at the moment, I'll go Grealish okay. as well. Grealish. Yeah. So, so for me, uh, tell you what, Pickford, T-Rex arms, no. No, I'm done. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was not having it. And what he did against Belgium, no. Sorry, can't afford that. Uh, goodbye. P- stick poking. It, it, attitude's great. Not really causing you anything off the pitch. And pr- so far from what I'm seeing, one of the most reliable goalkeepers, in fairness, um, in there. So I'd, I'd put him in there. Um, I'm bang on with you, actually. Um, Walker, Cody, um, Mings. Um, although I know that's not going to happen. We know Maguire's going to play, but I'd rather have Mings in there. Um, like you say, just that pace. It's the pace down the side. So if you are a bit overrun with the fact that you're going to have wing backs a little bit further up the pitch, you're still covered exactly um, that down there. And I think that that works. Um, do you know what I was? I was pretty much uh, yeah. Trent Trent plays there. Like it's ridiculous. He just plays there. You can't take anyone else out. I agree. Reese James is, is there. Um, I don't think we'll ever struggle in that position, right wing back or right back. <laughs> I think we know that, you know, we could have two people touch where they don't, but two, two people get injured and, uh, you know, we'd still be okay um, there. But uh, yeah, Rice, yes, co- just complements it so well with whoever is playing in there. Um, and like you say, he can take, he can carry the ball. You know, he's not just someone who's doing the ugly, he can do the ugly stuff, but he can carry the ball and find himself on the edge of the box and still be able to open up defences, which is great. Um, I was at, in agreement with um, of Aaron up until what I did watch yesterday, to be honest, I was going to have Foden in there, but watching Mount and Rice, just the pairing of how they work together and actually watching Mount, I don't watch enough of Chelsea probably to see whether he's been their best player, but I would say that he generally, yesterday, what I saw, um, he was doing that, like as we just touched on, that number eight role. He was picking people off. He was then being able to play with everyone, the partnerships, and the link-up play with everyone was 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 brilliant, uh, and he's got a goal in him as well, which is which is always good. I'm not. I wouldn't start Chilwell though. I'd go the other way round of what you said. I actually start Saka, and the reason I say that if we were playing a back four, Chilwell, but playing a playing him as a wing back, when Chilwell picks up the ball already in the attacking position, he's not as good as getting himself free. To then maybe deliver or or link up the link up play is probably not as good yeah. for me as Saka. That's the only reason I play Saka. And before anyone comes at me, no, it's not because he plays at Arsenal. It's generally just the that style of play in that formation 
I would play yeah, Saka. Because he can, he can, he can but, step into centre-mid as well. He can, he can, he can yeah. interchange with and Grealish. And that's what him and Grealish would... Exactly. And that's what him and Grealish were doing. And even when Mason Mount was dropping it, he could come in there and he could do that. Because I think, and I don't think you're going to see Chilwell on the edge of the six-yard box trying to win a header. Although it was a bad header. <laughs> you know, or he's going to be in there. Like, I don't think he's going to be in those positions. If we're playing a back four, back four, play Chilwell. If you're playing a free as a wing back, I play. Soccer. What do you mean? What What about if it's a free against a team that's maybe gonna maybe gonna overrun us? Do you go? Do you go chill well? If I still play soccer. Okay. I still play. Soccer. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it for Arsenal. He's got that pace to get that raw. He's got that raw. He's a, he is one of those players, and anyone that's played is a nuisance. You know what? You can't get rid of him. Can't shake him. Yeah. And I think you can't. He's got that pace, that recovery that I think would probably be better than than Chilwell for me personally. Um. And then yeah, the yeah the front three picks itself really. I think the Sterling, Kane, and Grealish. Um, I don't, I can't believe there's still people out there doubting Sterling. It's it's actually mental that I see that on on Twitter saying Sterling could get in this side. I'm just like, <laughs> you lot are crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, Grealish has definitely talked his way, his way into it, and it's just mental to even think about the players that we've left out. Yeah, that that would that that would play. Um, play in there so could, could um, easily do another easily do another 11 easily do another quality yeah, 11 easy, easy and you know what it's, it's quite exciting because sometimes you know we you know when you're looking at anyone that's obviously you know supports the country obviously in tournaments and stuff you know we would probably name 13 14 players that you would be like yeah they're the ones and then if any of them got injured you're kind of not saying scraping the barrel but you're a bit like oh, yeah he's alright but actually you know, the, I'd, I'd feel comfortable. I don't think Maitland-Niles is anywhere near the starting eleven. But if it got that, not say got that bad, but if we had a few injuries and he had to play, oh, I'm not going to feel bad about yeah, that. Not worried about him sort of playing. You know, uh, Danny Ings, Calvert Lewin, Tammy Abraham through the middle. Quite happy with that. We've got Jaden Sancho sitting on there. We've not even spoke really about the young Jude Bellingham. Yeah, R- Rashford. You know, you know Rashford. Yeah, you know, is these Greenwood. Well, didn't even you know? Again, there's just so many young players that come in and, and do a bit. And, you know, that's not even that's without even looking at the, the under twenty ones, which we can save that conversation for another day. Um, but obviously, Eddie uh, and Katia obviously breaking the record for the goals scored in the under twenty ones. Now, you know, he's there's players in that team that I'm like, yeah, you know what? We've got a we have got a bright future if we can have the right setup. Mm. And this is why I have that thing of coming back to Southgate that I hope. He doesn't. He doesn't waste the talent that we've got, because how many times do we see that picture and go, "Oh my God, how did we not win anything?" You know, when we had Paul Scholes, yeah. the Beckhams, the Sol Campbell, Rio. You know, you're looking at that. And it's like, was it wasted on the wrong manager? What What, what was it? You know, but um, yeah. What, what um, I will say is that uh, Gareth Southgate's under a hell of a lot of pressure because he has the play. Like, it's he. This next Euro's coming up. He he. He he has to get to the semi final. It, it I, I think yeah. anything less than that is a disappointment because games at home. Um, he's got all the play. Like as you say, I could go. I could go through the starting eleven, and I think I could probably get three players for every position. 
that's that's yeah, how yeah. many players he's got. He's got a different. He's got a variety of players in each position. You know, from if you want a defensive right back, you got Wan Bissaka. If you want an attacking right back, you got Trent. You got someone in the middle. You got Trippier. You got Reese James. Um, centre backs. He's got a wide variety. Um, centre midfielders, a wide variety. As you say, striker, loads in form, um, and down the sides in the wings. He's got every every mm. sort of wing you could want. Tricky ones that could carry the ball, ones with pace. He's got all the tools at his disposal, and he really, really, really is under a lot of pressure to deliver. I believe. The only I'm not making an excuse for him already, but I will say this: he's going to have to be sensible. And I hope, obviously, the, the, the um, analysis is obviously top draw these days, but. The amount of minutes that are played in a certain period of time, it's going to be tough for all countries this yeah. year. You know, the fact that, you know, people get, get games are being crammed in, the stop starting, it's, it's not going to be, these players are going to break down. And I think you've got, so you've got to make sure that 25 man squad is, is ready. Yeah. You know, like, or, you know, however many players go for the Euros, it wouldn't surprise me if they do open up a little bit just because of, of what's, what's been going on. But fingers crossed. And, you know, obviously we, we would love, um, We'd, I'd say what a summer if you know there's no lockdown there's no restrictions we've got international tournament oh my god the streets will be unbelievable rocking. and I see the guy from the um, the guy from the political party the, the one the, the you know the sports minister or whatever he is yeah and he yeah. was saying you know fans could be in the stadiums as soon as next next month and I mean that looks a lot better he looked a lot a lot more positive and upbeat you know he was talking about getting grassroots back and obviously for us and lower league sort of sort of a football that's massive do you know what I mean and then to get the fans back in the stadium as well just get a little bit of atmosphere back it's going to be like it's going to be like learning to watch football again (laughs) yeah it is it's going to be weird to see people in the stadium again it will just be actually weird because it's obviously become a bit of a norm um you know, and I've got used to the fact that when we watch it with the the fake fans, when the ball goes past and they're like, "Ooh," and it's like ten minutes later. <laughs> right? Do you know what? Do you know what I did notice? You know, I did notice about that. The, the, whoever does it for England has got it bang on. Did you not notice that? Yes. I, yeah. No. He has got, on. He he's got on. it bang on. I don't even know how he knew. Like whenever Kane had a few chances in the first half that went wide, some of them were close, and he, he had it bang on. He had the right button press. Bang on. He's got the right button and the right view, probably, because he must have been able to see it perfectly. Yeah, he was he was bang on. He was bang on. But there's a few that I'm like, dude, that wasn't even close. Why are you saying all for it? Almost at the corner flag. Like, what are you taking a mick with it? But, um, yeah, no, some of them have been quite, been quite funny. But... Um, I, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go. Let's go with the Nations League, though. Obviously, the, 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 what's your what's your thoughts on it? Because for, for me, for me at the moment, at first I was like, "Great, none of these pointless friendlies." You know, it, it, there is there was something for it, right? Like you're doing it. There's a bit of a promotion, and then if you're in the top leagues, it helps you obviously qualifying um, for competitions, etc. Do you think it was? Do you think people have got upset about it and questioning it because of the amount of games that we've obviously been playing um, in a short space of time, or do you generally think there's a reason for it not to happen at all? I no, I mean, uh, with the Nations League, for me, I hate I hate International Week, which weeks or whatever, however many there are a year. Like I'm sure a lot of football fans do, but what I will say for the Nations League is when it's on. 
there will always be a game for me of interest. There's always a big game on. Like, so if, even if it's an opportunity to watch Spain or an opportunity to watch Germany or an opportunity to watch Portugal, there's always a big game on. And when, mm. when you put a little bit on it, you're starting to see the best players out as well, which, which then makes it a good spectacle as well. So you get to see your De Bruyne getting good minutes, your, your Pogba's, your, you know what I mean? All in their, their respective nations and stuff like that. So from that aspect of it, I believe that it's good. But in this current pandemic, it's probably the worst thing. It's probably the worst mm. thing that they could have because now it's too many games. So, I mean, yeah. if we wasn't going through what we're going through now, I'm a fan of it. I think, you know, a little promotion, a little relegation, something to go for. There's a trophy at the end of it. Um, a couple of the smaller teams get to qualify for competitions that competitions they might not get to qualify for. I'm all for that. No problem. It's complicated, but I don't have to work it out. So that's fine. I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's better to have a competitive football. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, oh, I, I just, me. I just think, I just think the the pandemic has made it just look horrendous. Now you got, you got three games in each international break or three games in this break, and they're squeezing like like games out, friendlies, unneeded friendlies, and stuff like that. The players are, are playing uh, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Pretty much they've done that since the start of the season, and it's got to go all the way to the end, isn't it? If you get to the final of a few cup competitions, you're going to end up playing for a year. Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, ain't you? The best players. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's what it's going to be. Because yeah. you know, there's yeah. no time. So I think, you know, they could have looked at it um, and maybe and maybe adjusted this one or maybe even cancelled it or, or fast-tracked it so it got to the finals quicker or, or done something to it. But I heard at the start of... Um, I heard at the start of the England game, it's all money because it, England bent over backwards... The FA bent over backwards to get this uh, Republic of Ireland game on and and this Iceland game on because they needed the money. They needed to get the, mm. the revenue, however they get their revenue, you know, the TV money or whatever they do. But they bent over backwards to get on over here. So it's just the money thing. And they, they need to sort of start looking a bit like at the players' welfare because no player's going to say, no, nah, I don't want to play Saturday, Tuesday. I don't want to play Saturday. Commodity, man. But we, we, we know this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, yeah the, you know, the, the property... Uh, some people up there don't see them as a as a human being, you know, and that, that what it can what it can do to their career um, by playing this amount of football. But um, which, to be honest, leads me nicely into Liverpool. Somehow we manage to get them in every week. Um, <laughs> oh, Liverpool! What and what a window they've had! International window they've had here. Um, what? Or who is available first team or first choice defender right now? Because Trent injured, Gomez injured, Virgil injured, Andrew Robertson hamstring might be back, but sounds like he's also injured from um, from the international break. Klopp has thrown an absolute wobbler, um, which you know. He's entitled to his players, his best. Some of his best players are coming back injured, and and Gomez is a long-term injury, right? Because he's had to have to have the operation. Um, I'm not sure how long Trent's out for, but I don't think he's obviously going to be available um, for for the weekend. Um, if, 
what are your thoughts on it? Is he is he is he right to be honestly annoyed? Is he um, should he suck it up and be like, well, you should have a squad? What's your what's your thoughts? Uh, it's on a it? difficult one. It's a difficult one for Klopp. I feel sorry for him. I mean, the way he plays, the way his teams play, is so intense and hard. I don't know. I don't know how to. Well, hard physically, um, and then you start coupling that with games every week and. Uh, t- uh, two games every week and it's very very difficult and, and Liverpool have paid the the worst penalty I mean they've got I, I've been sort of following it they've got Matip available they're hopeful um, on Firmino but he, I mean Fabinho but I mean even Matip's been rushed back um, uh, uh, mm. Trent's got the calf injury come off against Man City Um so yeah. uh, he's out. I don't. I don't think there's no chance. Virgil and um, Joe Gomez suffer bad injuries, and I think obviously Virgil's is definitely down to to game time because he doesn't miss a game for Liverpool, does he? He, you know, he's played. He's played every every minute pretty much for Liverpool. Every minute pretty much for for Holland. Um, so you know, he's one. When you look at, it, I know it's a bad tackle, but he was probably an accident waiting to happen with the amount of football that he's played. Yeah, I hear it, but I mean that thing one that Pickford did was just was disgusting. No, but, um, of course, yeah, no, but, it no, was but, tough. You, know, you know what I mean, though. I mean, it was, it was yeah, like, yeah, I hear it. Like, but he he's literally played every single minute of every game. Single game, it's, it's, yeah, it was, yeah, it, yeah. You know, it, you're seeing Trent and 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 other players break down with little muscular injuries. And I, when when I say an accident went to happen, I think he was he would he was the next in line. Do you know what I mean? Um, to get to get yeah, some sort yeah, of, to get some sort of injury, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Liverpool squad here, and I'm thinking if Robertson's out, Trent, the foot the the first choice back line is going to be you know a youngster in the middle with Matip, and then they're going to have to look at because even even their um their left back they signed as backup to to Robertson's injured either he, injured, injured or yeah, COVID, COVID they've had a couple of COVID Salah. Covid. So, so Salah's Salah, yeah, obviously, yeah, got got Covid. Obviously, along with El Nenny with the uh, Egyptian, and they said he won't be allowed to but, play. But, but um, obviously, on Salah the did look like he was having fun at that party. Tell me you've seen the video. I mean, at that wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, these are t- yeah. That's of course that's happening. <laughs> But... <laughs> I didn't even know Salah was capable of that. He just looks like a nice little, you know, humble player. You know what I mean? Sits in the corner, don't say much. And then I, I see this wedding. He's on shoulders, singing, screaming songs now. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Yeah. So, yeah. And then another thing is COVID as well. That's taking players out left, right and centre. Every time, every time we go away for these international breaks, two, three, four players. In, in clubs are going are going out with COVID as well. So this reason. is this is the thing with the with the pandemic and everything going on. That was my thing: is that why did they do these games? It wasn't necessary with the you know qualifying for Europe or the Euros and stuff like that's fine. You know the playoffs or whatever it was with, with Scotland, fair enough. But this is where I thought maybe the, the Nations League maybe wasn't necessary with the fact that there was obviously there is a pandemic going on um, and with everyone sort of travelling in. Because like you say, um, I mean, El Nenny's actually been really good for Arsenal <laughs> this year, which is uh, inspires me to be saying this. But you know, obviously he'll be missed at this point, but maybe not as much of a huge miss as, as what Salah is going to be for Liverpool. On top of the fact that they've got all of these injuries as well, um, it does obviously make um, this weekend's game um, obviously uh, pre- pretty interesting um, with, with obviously the fact that they've got to play. 
um, Leicester this this weekend as well. Uh, turns into a turns into a huge huge game and a and a, and a proper test test for Liverpool this weekend. Yeah, but Leicester must be licking their lips a little bit, going. This could be yeah, we could really cause a proper upset here in terms of the fact that Liverpool could lose their first game. Uh, obviously at Anfield for for a few years, um, but yeah. So we, obviously, which we will we will come down to to obviously that as well. Um, but I, I I put this put this to you then on 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 this one. If you've got um, if you're an international manager now and you're looking at that and you're thinking about what what's going on, would you have whispered anything into the players' ears to to try and get them not to to go to international league? So you mean the club managers? Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, the club. The club. I, 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 yeah, I reckon. Hmm. Bear in mind, you remember how many times in Man United players when Fergie was in charge suddenly have an injury? Yeah. And you know what? Turn you know, up for it, it's and it's so funny you say that. I'm what I'm, I'm uh, currently reading Andy Cole's autobiography, and in that he says, yeah, Fergie used to just say, are you sure, are you, sure you want to do that? You know, you're injured. You know what I mean? He just lean on them, be like, smart, tactically. No, but you know what? You know what? The, 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 at the end of the day, they go away and play for their for their, um, for their their country, but their bread and butter is their club, and all the, all the Pep, all the uh, Klopp, all the Arteta, all the Mourinho care about is their job. They don't care about international football and what's going on over there. That ain't their bread and butter. So they'll be they'll be in all the places. Any little niggle, they'll say, yeah, you know, got any little niggles, let me know. You know, pull them off after 70 minutes. They'll say they're not going into national duty. But I think these days, players just want to play every game. So, I, I, you know, I don't think they'll be as, um, how, do, how can I put it, like receiving as they might have been back in the mm. day. I think mm. international football now, especially with the England players, has taken a much. I don't. I don't know about important. They're a closer yeah, unit, though. Yeah, they're, a close, yeah. they're a closer unit now, so it's like get a chance to be yeah, your mates. Yeah, as well, yeah, I think yeah, is a little bit of that. Whereas before it was like it was frosty. No one wanted to go. You know, you wouldn't have to say much to get a to get a um a player to say, "No, I'll miss this one." You know, it's only a friendly or it's only Iceland. You know, what I mean, they'll be alright without me. But yeah. I just think now. There's a, you know, there's a buzz around the England team, and they all want to be there. They all want to, you know, what I mean, they all want to get caps. And and another thing is that they can all see the competition. They can all see the competition that's around mm. them. And a lot of them think, if I don't go to this one, it could be however long till I go to the next one. You know what I mean? Like, so I think, I think a lot of them now sort of more enjoy, and it's a little bit more difficult to sway them aside. But if if it was me, if I was the manager. I would be doing it. I'd be saying, oh, look, we got we got loads of, you know, we got the League Cup quarterfinal. We got this, we got that. We got Champions League. If you're feeling it, I wouldn't bother going. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's what mm. I protect, protect your player. You know what I mean? That, that, that's, that's what I'd, that's what I'd have been doing. What about yourself? Uh, yeah. It's one of those, because you, you don't want to rub up the player the wrong. You don't want to say it and then this guy look at you like, what? <laughs> How can you? How can you be asking me that sort of thing? So you'd have to be. You have to be clever with it. Um, I'm not saying you're gonna like bribe the guy or whatever, but you have gotta say, look, you know, we have got some good, important games coming up. You, you'd be better for you to be playing in this. Blah blah blah. Be smart with it. But I would probably lean on him. I still would. If, if obviously the game is is important, and 
you know, we, there, there's a qualification and all that. So I'm not even going to think about it. But with the Nations League the way it is, yeah, nah, I would have definitely said so. I would have definitely said so. And especially with Klopp, with Klopp, if you've got injuries already and there's already a few sort of suspect players that might not be available, hell yeah. Or if the club's struggling a little bit, like Arsenal being struggling, would I have said so? Yeah, maybe. Could have do, we could do with that. I looked at Aubameyang. Aubameyang went all the way uh, to with his with uh, Gabon or whatever, and found himself still at the airport. For, they kept him there for eight hours. Yeah. Or something. The boys were sleeping. They didn't get back into their into their hotels till like I think it was like six or seven hours later after the being at the, the airport. They were sleeping there. They didn't have to get up to play the game. It's ruined. Him. And now he's got to fly all the way back here. Dread to think what condition he's. He'll probably get. He'll probably you know, get a calf injury. Ah. <laughs> uh, do you, do you know what you just don't? But this is the things, things like that. It's 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 mad. But um, I, I, one one last thing on international football. By the way, did you know that Giroud is about? I think it's four or five goals off now. Um, Thierry Henry for all time record goal scorer for France. Yeah, I saw I saw a little, I saw a little um, a clip about that. To be fair, um, you know what? <laughs> when he was at when he was at Arsenal, yeah. I actually used to get so annoyed with him, but it weren't. It weren't. It weren't because it was never because I. I, It with him. It for me. It was just like you needed some. You needed another option because if 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 what he does doesn't work, then it it you know it you can't. He he looks poor. So. So what I want always wanted to ask him was something different, just something different from him. So, um, oh, what was I going to say? Sorry, I've lost my chain of thought there. But oh yeah, sorry. But he, but he was he's 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 such a good goal scorer. He's such a good goal scorer. You can't take that away from him. You know. Yeah. He's he's got that. He's got that play. I love, do you know what I love watching him with him? Yeah, is he does that um, in in basketball terms. They call it like the pick and roll, where it's almost like you, you screen and then you spin off the defender to get the next one. The only time he does that, so he sets the player, and it, the player's either playing the, the next one more pass before it gets laid back into him, and he get you know, many goals he gets off that, or sets someone up for the next battle. Eden Hazard has missed Giroud basically this whole time. And I, I love the fact that he's a goal scorer, but what he brings in, uh, how he brings in the rest of the team is, is, is crazy. So props to him. Um, an argument in my group was everyone was like, well, then is he better than Omri? <laughs> I think I had to slap the taste out of a few people's yeah. mouths when they started saying that because it's different, it's different levels. Because ultimately, if any, if anyone, if anyone goes by that, then Ronaldo, uh, stop, stop, closer is better than stop, um, stop, the original stop, Ronaldo. Stop. We'll leave, we'll leave that one there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like because that's but that's it, but that's that's what I'm so just for anyone that even comes at comes at us with that argument, just take that and have a little think about that. Uh, um, and if you still <laughs> think closer is better than Ronaldo, then you should never listen to this podcast again. Uh, you In know, fact, I've got, never I've, watch I've football got a, a ever. Funny story. Sorry, um, going back to um, but <laughs> to the international break and the managers, um, and the managers telling the players not to go. Well, my equivalent of that was, um, uh, obviously back in the day when I used to work and I used to play. Um, some Saturdays I'd have to miss because I worked. Um, I worked on Saturday, and I I remember I remember a few times the gaffer at the time. Yeah, he'd say yeah. to me like on Thursday, he'd be like, 
oh, are you working any any Saturdays this month? And I'd be like, oh, um, yeah, I need to check. And he'd be like, oh, well, we're playing um, second, sixth and eighth in the league. So you might have to be sick one of them Saturdays, you know, like each it'd be a shame to not have the, the, the first choice back line for that game, you know, going for the league and that it's so putting 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 um putting um putting pressure on me. But I I was meaning to say I was meaning to I say like I just it. see before I, I come that. on uh, earlier today <laughs> that um Pep Guardiola signed a new two year deal at Manchester City. What are we thinking about that? Did you did <laughs> when's Lionel Messi when's Messi coming when is he and heading over two, that's seven cause... years longest he's what? been at a club <laughs> longest he's been at a club do you know what do you know what either Messi is coming or they've said look we're going to give you the, we're giving you the oil money that oil money is coming right, in the summer Pep you're ready you're going to get a new set of clear rainers you can get yourself a new jumper well, and we're going to sort you out Almost, um, they're going to spend big. I'm talking forget, forget financial fair they play. Might just say, that, they might just say that. I was looking at it. And I I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm connecting the dots here, yeah. And I'm thinking, David Alaba, free in the summer, yeah. Left back, sorted out, yeah. Spent a lot of money on the defense. Mm-hmm. He'll be a free signing. So that's now Alaba, Diaz, Laporte, and Walker. Edison in goal. Um, it's a okay midfielder, yeah. centre midfielder. Who we got out there? Owa. Do they want him? Someone's in for him. You know what I mean? Owa. Add him to the midfield. They got Foden Maybe. coming through. Unbelievable yeah. player. They need a big, big name forward. Erling Haaland, mm. Martinez at Inter Milan. You know, free, free. Messi, yeah, well, I was getting, I was getting onto the big man, the big man. The I was getting onto the big man. So now, so now, <laughs> you've got all the tools around it. You've got all the tools around it, and you just put the gem in there. Little two-year deal or whatever. Little two-year deal for the magic man, and just build the team. <laughs> just build the team around him. It could be quite frightening. Messi, Done. Messi, and Alaba on free transfers. <laughs> Messi's. Oh, but also just thinking about Messi, Sterling, Haaland or Aguero through there, whoever yeah. it's going to be, it doesn't matter. My God. My uh, God. Can't yeah, wait to the next How have you been getting on in your game? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Pretty well, actually. I, I, I started two, to be honest. I, I've only just started the second one. I had, uh, obviously, after watching Southgate with his is nonsense. So I started a little international one, but I, I did a, a Barca lot of work one. to do. And boy, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy with Barca. There's a lot of work to do. It's a lot of work to do. And uh, you know what? It's, it's probably now a good time as any to announce, obviously, the winner of our competition that we ran through the, Instagram the moment everyone um, been waiting for. And, and obviously Twitter. Um, yeah, I've got to say, though, there was some criteria in there that I don't think people either got or they were just trying their luck because one, one of the things we asked you to do um, was obviously tag a, tag a friend, basically, in the post. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, whoever it was that did it, I, I, won't, I won't completely name and shame you. But if you do personally <laughs> know Rihanna, because that's who you tagged, then share the wealth. 
<laughs> get her on the pod. Because <laughs> I, I need to, I need to know that connection. I'll cut. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll deliver you deliver you a copy of the game myself if she's there to pick it up. We had some other good ones. Didn't we? <laughs> I'll do that someone, to you right someone now. knows Ian Wright. Um, you know what? You might actually know Ian Wright. What do we know? You know what I mean? But <laughs> right. He might, he might do, but Wrighty didn't like it. So Wrighty either <laughs> doesn't like football, football manager, or he has it himself. But, <laughs> but yeah, we we had we had some interesting ones. Um, but ultimately, after after the pick, um, obviously picked at random. Um, we have come up with the Ollie. winner of Ollie Robinson, Ollie underscore Robbo, I think his uh, his Twitter was. Um, so. Um, Ollie, hopefully you are listening to this. Um, DM us, and you will get the, the code. We will be able to uh, download Ollie, the latest my old edition of football. My manager. championship um, centre back partner, Ollie Robinson, great player, still playing, still young. Um, well done, Ollie, on that win. <laughs> it's not. It's not a fix. I promise you, it's not a fix. Just because he knows him, though, guys. Honestly, because I don't know him. Um, but yeah, listen, listen out. There'll, there'll be other competitions that we will run uh, from, from from time to time. Um, so obviously, yeah, like, share, keep an eye out for, for those competitions. Um, and yeah, it's been a pleasure. But uh, let's get on to our favourite point or Aaron's favourite point when it comes to predictions because he, he loves a little flutter. Um, and we are back with the Premier League, actually. Don't talk about it. Um, and your two sides it. are going at it. No, so um, yeah, it'll be interesting. To be interesting to hear your thoughts. It'll be interesting to hear your thoughts. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we'll go through game at uh, time. Obviously, I'll tell you Aaron's uh, score prediction as as we go as well. So we'll we'll kick off with um, Chelsea Newcastle, um, and uh, AA Aaron has gone uh, Chelsea uh, two. I've got Newcastle nil. Two Newcastle nil as well. Um, I can't see I can't see Newcastle getting anything out of this game and Chelsea are picking up picking up the pace. They're starting to they're starting to worry me as well. They seem to find a little formula, they're scoring a lot of goals, they're looking decent at the back. Um I did say, you know, it would take a lot of chopping and changing for Lampard to find his team, but he seems to have found a little a little formula at the moment that's working for him. Um so I think they'll just be too strong for Newcastle. So I'll go, um, yeah, two yeah, nil to to Chelsea. I'm actually going to go. Um, oh God, I'm going to. I was going to go one nil Chelsea or two one Chelsea. I tell you what, I think it's going to be closer than you think. I think the fact that Chelsea have had so many players on this international break and not so many with Newcastle that I think they'll be a bit more sort of rested up, a bit more fresh. Um, but so I'm going to. Chelsea got goals in them though. I'm going to go two one, but I do think, I actually think Callum Wilson picks up a Pen- picks up a goal there um, in, in that in that game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chelsea- no, not pin. Open play, you know. Open play. Yeah, open play. I think he, he, yeah, he Chelsea he got a couple. Chelsea got a couple of players out as well. with uh, with COVID positive tests as well. Havertz and someone else, two two players out as well. So a little bit out, but they got they got so much strength in in depth. Yeah. They'll, be, they'll be all right there. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so, so next one, uh, Villa Brighton. Three um, one to three one to Villa. Three one. I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go one nil to Aston Villa. I was going to go. I was going to go two one, but I'm going to go one nil on this one. Um, 
yeah, Brighton don't actually don't. They're a difficult team to break down. They don't concede that many goals. They just don't score that many goals either. Um, Villa looks strong, but um, I think nah. I don't think it's nah. going to be very heavily in Villa's favour. So I'm going to go one nil Villa. Villa, yeah, I, I'm going to go uh, one all in that game. Me, going to draw. Um, first of the big games on, over the weekend, <laughs> uh, the Spuds. I mean Spurs um, up against uh, City. Um, Aaron's gone. Ooh, interesting. Oh, well. Two nil. City to, not to uh, score, Spurs. but City haven't been scoring. Um, in this one, I've gone one one. Um, I think that. Um, it will be a, it will be more cagey than we think. I normally go big on these games. I normally go like two, two, three, three. It never turns out to be like that. Um, I think it will be. I think it will be a little bit more cagey in this game. Mm. Um, Spurs <laughs> always got in them to concede a goal. City have got in them to concede a goal as well. Um, I know. I know that uh, Spurs have been quite devastating going forward, but I, I don't think it will be as straightforward for them in this game. I think Man City will have a few players back as well, maybe Aguero. They don't really talk much about their injuries as well. They just they just show up again these players. So um, I'm going to go with. Oh, and also Jesus had a good game yeah, against Liverpool yeah. as well. Great turn and finish. Um, so I'm going to go. Yeah, one-one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, one one. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you on that one. One all, one all. I, I, I can see that. I can see that happening. Um, I, again, I just I just think that when City they normally do quite well when they come back from the international break in comparison to other teams as well. Um, next one, uh, Man United versus um, West Brom. Aaron's yeah, I'm going to go 3 0 United. Can't see anything United. 3-0 United, but I know what will happen. They'll go 1 0 down after two minutes. It'll be Callum Robinson that scores, and then people <laughs> will be saying, I don't know anything like usual. But I'm going to go 3 0 Manchester United. Um, I'm going to go 2 0 United. Um, I think West Brom are going to. Sit back and just try and soak it up, but eventually, yeah, the, the rope dope will not work. Uh, and I think it'll be 2 2 0. <laughs> um, Fernandez penalty as well, it's always <laughs> worth a banker. I think that's, I think that's worth right, putting yeah, a bit on season. every week. I think you'd still be, you'd still end up in profit. Um, yeah, by the end of the season, I think you'll be all right. Um, plus, I need him to get some goals because my bet is, is actually almost, almost in. Um, with 10 oh, goals wow. for him and 15 goals for Calvert Lewin, so I'm absolutely flying. Um, which takes us nicely to um, Fulham um, at home to Everton. Two one. Um, I'm going to go one one Fulham one in this. Uh, one one uh, between Fulham and Everton in this one. Um, I think Fulham have turned slightly turned a corner. Okay. Um, Everton ain't in the greatest of form. Um, after the after the the heartache of the last game for Fulham, they literally this is one of them games where they need to pick something up. I don't know whether they'll be uh, strong enough to to beat Everton, and I'm not sure whether Everton have got uh, Richarlison back either. But um, they that that could play a big part in it. But I'm going to go one one in this one. Okay, one one. I. 
I don't see Fulham turning a corner. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not going to get into that um, big, big time. I don't think they turn a corner. Um, I'm going to go 2-0 Everton, though, uh, for me on this one. When I, when uh, I said turn the corner, it the, weren't turn the corner and start winning. What um, I mean is they're just not conceding three and four goals. Though so from from so, yeah, so so let's be let's be clear when I said turn oh, the corner. Oh, okay. So they're still the losing. They start <laughs> it was turn the corner. We're not conceding four goals, three goals, two. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you clarified so I think you would have a few people on you again, Gan. He's his head's in the clouds again. But um, <laughs> um this game might be interesting, obviously. Um there's still a lot of uh still, still a lot of uh, hostility between these two since the since the Tebet saga. Um Sheffield United West Ham. Um one nil. Gone, I've gone one one on this West one. Ham. Um I can't, I don't think there's much in it. Um, West Ham away after the international break. I think Sheffield United are another team that's getting to the stage where they need to start picking up some points and the team needs to respond. Um, yeah, I'm going to go 1 1 on this one. I think it will be a tight, a tight game. I'm going to go 1 1 again on, on this game. Uh, I've got two 0 West Ham for this. Um, I think they get the job done comfortably. I'm not yeah. really impressed with Sheffield yeah. United. I think people have worked them out a lot more um, this year. And um, West Ham, and, West Ham have been actually playing well. You know, every time you kept saying they're going to be a, a typical West Ham, that they've got this great result, they're going to go and do something. Um, you know, to be West Hammy, they haven't. They kind of sort of kept the kept the, the ball going in the right direction. So. Um, yeah, I think I think they win this one, um, and probably with, uh, yeah, not ease, but it'll be comfortable for them enough. Um, here's a big one for you, mate. I'm sure you got your um, your hot half and half scarf for this one, Mo. Um, Leeds Arsenal. Um, Aaron's got uh, it's coming to Desmond two all. I have um, gone. Where do you see this one game? One one. No, no further comment. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, um, no, I just think, I just think, um, we're I a little bit toothless going that, forward yeah. at the moment. Um, unless Arteta makes a change, um, it's going to be a, a more of the same. Uh, Leeds do concede goals, but I think that after two, four, one defeats, I think there'll be a slight change. Um, I know he ain't going to change the way you know, overall the way that they play, but there's got to be something changed in the defensive sort of aspect. Uh, to st- you can't just concede four goals every game. Um, so I think, I think this will be, this will be tighter. And I think, yeah. um, you know, unless Arsenal change something dramatically um, in terms of maybe formation or personnel, I can see it being a tight game and I can see a yeah, 1-1. Yeah, I, this this is going to be down to what Arsenal turns up because we if 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 we have the the freedom and the attacking sort of mentality that we we should have with the personnel we have, I, I think we could we could blow leads away a little bit just based on the fact that they that their defending so far has not been the best at, at Leeds, but. Um, I can see or see where Aaron's gone with a two-two. I think it could be opened up quite, quite a little, uh, quite a bit. I think if he starts in Ketia instead of Lacazette, um, 
I think we, we'll, we'll be on to, on to something there. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Joe, uh, Joe Willock play as well. Um, again, in, in the middle of there. I actually wouldn't mind, uh, you know, depending on what he does, obviously, with the fact that um, El Nini's out, I actually wouldn't mind seeing a, a free of maybe Willock, Partey, um, and uh, Xhaka or, 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 or Tobias. That is a free. Um, I think we'd, we'd even Tobias in that. Actually, I don't think would be a would be a bad thing. Um, in terms of the result, Jesus, uh, we need to, we need to win. We can't afford this gap. I think we're gonna. I think we nick it two one. I think we score in the last ten minutes as well, and Leeds score first. That's that's my prediction. Um, Liverpool Leicester. Is this going to be Liverpool's first loss at Anfield for whatever it is, sixty odd games that you mentioned to me before? Uh, Aaron, um, I've gone two so. one Leicester. He's gone with three one um, Leicester. Yeah, I've gone two one Leicester for a number of reasons. Leicester are top of the league, they're in good form. They're a counter attacking team. Um, playing away at Liverpool, they're going to be under the cosh, and I think they've counter attacked well all season when they've played away from home. They've been probably at their best. Um, Liverpool, Van Dijk. Robertson possibly, Gomez out, Trent out, midfielders out, Salah out. It's a it's a big ass, you know. Uh, when when I, I was thinking about it earlier, and I was thinking, you know, things are happening in around Liverpool, and they're just coming out with with wins. They're just winning, and they're just winning. But I mean, Fabinho, Thiago, like all of these players out, it's got to catch up with them at some at some point. And I think maybe the sixty the sixty odd game run ends this this weekend um, um, with Leicester. But you never know. But yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 mm. Leicester. I actually think there's going to be some goals in this, but I, I think Liverpool just got this... They've got this... It is that winning mentality, but that kind of never say never say die sort of, um, sort of attitude, if that's the right term. Um, I actually see this being 2 all though. I think they're going to concede some goals. I don't think the defense is going to be anywhere near where it should be, um, but I think they'll still get they'll they'll still find a way to to deliver themselves. But um, yeah, I, I see a draw in this one because um, I think Leicester won't be able to necessarily counter attack like they would normally do. Um, so this is why I think that it, they'll kind of balance each other out a little bit um, with a two-all. Um, for all our local fans, um, Burnley Palace, um, where do you see this one going? Because Aaron's gone uh, with, with an yeah, Eagles, exactly Eagles the win. One nil to uh, Palace. One nil. Um, I think it will be. I think it will probably. Be, well, I know it will be cagey. Um, there won't be many goals. I'm sure of it. And I think Palace nick it. Um, the quality of Zaha is a is a very impressed against Leeds. Really, really, really good player. Um, and Palace very seem good. to have found a way to become more attacking. They used to be very, very defensive, but now they play a four-four-two, and they're mm. they're quite attacking. You know, they got Zaha's pace stretching it up front with with Batchway, and then they got Eze and Townsend on the wings as well, who both work really hard, but they get forward as well with a little bit of quality. It's probably going to be a game of set piece, and I'll say Palace nick it one nil. One nil. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to go two nil Palace. I think they're out a bit 
um, they're, they're playing it all right. And I think, like you said, you mentioned a few of the names there. I think they've got a bit about them to go and get a get a couple of goals there. And Burnley look awful um, at the moment for me. I'm, I'm not convinced. Um, I, I actually like Sean Dice as well. Actually, I quite like him. Just still a bit of that old school that you still need in the Premier League, to be fair. But um, I, I, I think uh, they haven't been that great. And I think Palace will will pick up a deserved three points there. Um, this is an interesting one for me from what I've seen Aaron put down. Uh, Wolves, Southampton. Uh, same for me as well one, on that one. one, one draw. Southampton, my... F- how many have I done? Wait, one, two, three, f- uh, four, five. Five, one, ones. No good for my fantasy football team, this. No good whatsoever. Five, one, one draws. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to go one, one. Um, Not at all. Ings is out. Big loss for Southampton. Wolves ain't really firing on all cylinders as usual. Both really hard-working teams. Um, but I think that, yeah, a draw will be the... Yeah, a draw will be the outcome in this one. I can't see anything other than a draw, to be honest. Can't see anyone finding it in them to nick it. If it's anyone, it'll be Southampton, though. But, yeah, I'm going to go for a draw on this one. Yeah, this is a, this is a naughty one. Um, I can't be the same as you guys, though. Um, I think Wolves nick it. I'm going to go with Wolves. If someone's going to take it, I'm going to go uh, with Wolves. And uh, yeah, two one for me. What a what a roundup! I tell you what, I'm looking at all the goals that we've put down there. Um, I think I'll be asking for a, a little special to see if I can see uh, get. 30 plus 30 goals, plus goals yeah. those games. <laughs> if someone will do that for me um, across, all, across all of them let's see if we got it if, if, if we, if we do if it goes over there match of the day will be banging four <laughs> score draws that's what I'll do I'll pick four score draws from the Premier League from the Premier League game Spurs uh, Sheffield United and West Ham Wolves and Arsenal there we go them four games <laughs> all done there you go Sorted. See, see if anyone follows gamble, us. If please you did, gamble uh, We'll send you the address the fun for our commission. And uh, <laughs> we'll go. You can't, can't forget to yes. say these things, you know. Thank People you, might get carried away. Bang on, mate. Bang on. I'll... Of course. Yeah, they do. You do. <laughs> well, that's why we don't talk about Hungarian football and random leagues that people so bet quick, on. Yeah, quick you one know, for you. Unless the, you're an expert, the, leave um... it alone. Um, What's it looking like for Epsom in terms of uh, restarting uh, after this break? Um, we are one of the lucky or unfortunate ones. I don't know how it depends how, who you are, how you see it. Um, they told us they want us to go back straight away. So lockdown finished on the second and our first game is on the fifth. Now, am I happy about it? I'm happy that football's back, but boy, that is a, it's a big ask. Uh, with gyms closed and stuff, obviously the lads can do do so much. But uh, hoping they've they've kept themselves uh, neat, so we'll get one training session and then we're straight into the games with a four week layoff, which is uh, yeah, not not the best. But um, as I say, I'm just happy football's back, um, and it'll be interesting to see how how far we get, um, and hopefully we don't have another another lockdown that obviously stops it. But um, I'm just looking forward to having it back. I miss football. Whether I'm playing or not playing, um, it's, it's nice to have. But yeah, some leagues have um, 
have chosen to go back the week after, so it gives people a bit of time to <laughs> organise a friendly or training. But but uh, not our league. Do you have Do you have you the boys doing anything? Everything or done. They just um, you just left possible. them to their own devices. So, uh, yeah, we we've now obviously told them to you know be responsible. You know, ultimately, you know there is expenses paid, and obviously there's. Um, there's expectations of us this year, so to keep themselves ticking over. But um, for morale, we've done FIFA tournaments. We've got a footy quiz. We've done um, sort of hit sessions via Zoom. We've got instructors that have obviously put on some classes. So just try and keep a bit of togetherness and obviously try and keep people ticking over. But you know, these are, these are guys that you know they know. As I say they know what's expected of them. They have to keep them ticking over. And, I'll soon find out when if if I'm running past them at that training, <laughs> I know that they've not been doing a bit ultimately. So um, that's the that's the test um, for them. But yes, it's it's good. I'm, I've spoken to a few yeah. other managers. We've been sort of this is a whole new world for all of us, to be honest. Um, so whether they've been manager yeah. for you know ten plus years, you know, you know what I, I just think about. It, I think this era, this era of players. Um, you know, although I think it's a little bit, you know, soft, you can't tell players stuff and stuff like that. What this this current era of players are is much more focused on their own personal personal fitness and doing their own personal stuff and their own personal training. Um, in terms of, you know, even if they're just getting down the park or they're they're doing their own stuff. Um, when I used to play, it didn't even that sort of thing. Probably why I didn't make it at that decent of a level because. <laughs> Because that sort of thing never came into it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You can but you can you can barely keep the, the players in on Friday nights. You know what I mean? Players turning up on Saturday hanging. So <laughs> you know what? You know what? I definitely you know what? saw you at Tiger Tiger on a Friday. On Friday <laughs> night going out, I was actually so good. I ne- I literally never done it. I never went out Friday nights. Uh, Thursday nights, whoa. <laughs> Thursday nights, Thursday nights, Tiger Tiger Thursday. <laughs> Thursdays was a good one. That. Thursdays was a good nights, one. I never went out. I'll tell you when I did used to get caught out though. Nah. Molesy used to always do their um, their bank holiday fixtures like early, midday or one. Yeah. So, so all the best oh, parties on, on yeah. the bank holiday on the Sunday. Yeah, minions. So, yeah. so. <laughs> So a couple of times when I did get caught yeah. out, um, yeah, would be on like a bank holiday Monday. But yeah, I've got some. I've actually when we do when we do our non-league uh, episode, I've got some. I've got some mad stories, man. Mad stories about. Uh... Yeah, no, we, we, we will we will go through that. I think there's some stories there. I think we'll have to explain to lads as well what the what the changing rooms used to be like um, a little bit back in the day in comparison to now. Because yeah, I, I look at the changing room now, and you lot get away with everything now. <laughs> back in the day, what was to go down is a is a whole whole new world. But um, yeah, that, we're definitely looking forward to that. And if um, anyone obviously listening wants to hear. Um, a bit more about non-league please let us know because we will definitely dedicate a show um, just to the non-league world and uh, relive relive some past times I think it'll be it'll be good but uh, yeah what what an episode um, you know filling in for that international break and I'm sure um, 
we're we're obviously both excited about the Premier League, and obviously our reason, I'm sure our listeners are obviously really excited to have their sort of club Great. back. Um, hope <laughs> everyone is staying safe. Face, face, washing face. your hands. Um, you, Wearing your yeah, mask. It was a, it was a good whatever it is. There, apart from <laughs> when I lost my chain of thought because my sister was <laughs> spamming me with phone calls making me think there was an emergency but yeah good good episode today man looking forward to next week already looking forward to return of the prem <laughs> <laughs> so Mo's tried to blame his sister <laughs> whatever I think he just forgot what he had to say but uh, <laughs> been a pleasure mate and uh, for everyone else tune in to episode 12 Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.